Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer in this segment in our neighborhood spotlight, Sugarloaf Country Club in Duluth. Dogs and homeowners insurance, how do some breeds of dogs affect your homeowners insurance price and the ins and out of ins and outs of mortgage insurance. A lot of people don't even know there is such a thing as mortgage insurance, but there is. And sometimes you as a buyer or a borrower have to pay to insure the mortgage that you have with your lender. Don't forget, we want to connect with you. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments. You can push back. You can share ideas. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, and you can subscribe to our podcast. We would love for you to be a podcast subscriber. Each week, we pick one specific Metro Atlanta neighborhood to call out critical changes to let you know as a homeowner how you might have a, a particular advantage in that neighborhood. This week, we are featuring Sugarloaf Country Club. If you are taking I-85 North exit at 108 and go left onto Sugarloaf Park, Parkway, the neighborhood is on the left, I'd say within two miles. Um, it is a great country club, uh, has a wonderful golf course. They have golf tournaments that come there on an annual basis. Let's take a look at what happened in the neighborhood over the last three years in 2020. Now, there's 900, almost 1,000 homes in the neighborhood. We would expect there to be somewhere around 70 homes a year selling in that neighborhood because we expect about 7% of the homes in Metro Atlanta to sell every single year. In fact, I think in the last uh, year, um, uh, 7.2% of the homes sold, if I remember correctly, based on National Association of Realtors data. In 2020, there were 51 homes sold. They took an average of 143 days. Can you imagine if it took 143 days today to sell a home? People would have a stroke. Sellers would. The average sales price was $1.13 million, ranged from a low of $585,000 up to a high of $2.5 million. Sellers had to discount their property 6.2% on average to get a buyer to entice a buyer into entering into a contract. In 2021, there were 70 homes sold. That's up about where we would expect it to be, 70 homes sold. It took an average of 67 days from listing to contract. The average sales price went from $1.13 million to $1.53 million, a $400,000 increase in one year. The low sales price was $790,000. The high sales price was $4 million. Sellers reduced their price by 2% in order to entice a buyer into an agreement. Year-to-date this year, there have been 34 homes sold. There was 48 homes sold over the last 365 days. 34 homes sold means we'll probably be shy of the number that sold in 2021 for sure. And the average sales price was $1.75 million. Prices went up another $210,000 on average in that neighborhood, low sales price $1.223 million, high sales price $3 million, $75,000. The average home seller reduced their price 1.4% in order to entice a buyer to go in to go under contract on that home. There are currently nine homes available for sale in the neighborhood. When you look at the last 365 days and you understand that 48 homes sold in the 365 days, then we know that there's 2.25 months worth of inventory. That means it is still a seller's market. If you have less than four months worth of inventory, it's a seller's market. Four and five months worth of inventory, it is a balanced market. More than five months worth of inventory, it is a buyer's market. 
And what that means is that it would take 2.25 months, so it would take nine weeks to sell, or a little over nine weeks, to sell the nine homes that were listed based on the fact that it took 365 days to sell 48. It is a way we predict what's going to happen in the market. And if I was a home buyer or a home seller, that's the number that I would be paying attention to most in today's market because as that number creeps up, you get into the balance territory, and then you can get into a buyer's market. I doubt we will get even into the high level of balanced market in this correcting market, but it is always possible. 925 homes or 930 homes had an average sales price in 2010 of 820,000. Average sales price this year, 1.7 million. That is double, which means homeowners in that neighborhood have almost $1 billion more in equity, 856 million to be specific. The elementary school that serves the neighborhood is Mason. The middle school is Hull Middle School, and the high school is Peachtree Ridge High School. Peachtree Ridge gets a school chimp score of 84. If you're the type of parent who doesn't want to monkey around with your kid's education or the school's effect on home values, you need a school chimp report. Getting one is easy. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. Click on school chimp. Put in a little information about the school you would like to uh, have a rating or a ranking and all the research on, and then say, tell the system whether you'd like it to be compared to the average of all schools in Metro Atlanta or a specific other high school, and it'll print a report for you free of charge. Email it directly to you. We don't sell your information, so don't worry about that, and it'll give you information that you cannot find anywhere else. It's a proprietary algorithm that ranks the school. It is cool, and it is accurate. It takes into consideration the things that I believe are most important. It'll also give you the demographic information you're looking for, the average age of a home, the percentage of homeowners versus renters, and lots more. And it will give you real estate sales data, average sales prices for the last seven years. It'll give you the average size of a home, the total market, the total days on the market. It'll give you all the information you need on that high school district to make a decision as to whether or not it makes sense for you to live in that high school district. I've got three dogs at home. I've got a big black lab. I've got a Jack Russell Corgi mix, and I've got a Dachshund. My little Jack Russell Corgi mix uh, was a little bit territorial earlier in life, and a neighbor kid rode his bicycle through our yard, and she went up and nipped him on the uh, back of his leg. And uh, problematic for us, or a problem for us, was that her rabies vaccine was not up to date, and unfortunately we wound up having an insurance claim that had to pay for rabies treatments for this poor kid even though he did not have permission to be in our yard um, the insurance company felt that we were liable because our dog is the one who bit him and I, I know that um, many of you love your dogs just like I love your dogs and some of you have probably been surprised by finding your homeowner's insurance cost because increase because of the breed of your dog Billy in Lawrenceville wrote in asking or saying, our kids want to get a dog. I grew up with Great Danes, and he says General Giants, and was surprised to find out that they are on the list of most dangerous breeds. How does this affect our insurance? Well, the reality is um, insurance, having what is considered to be a dangerous breed could impact your homeowner's insurance rates. Everybody, I'm sure, thinks their dog is well-behaved, but the reality is dogs are a liability risk. They could hurt somebody else. Roughly 5 million people, this is staggering, are bitten by dogs each year. The majority of those are children, and I'm guessing it's because they're probably a little more trusting and they don't know that they should be worried. 
They can also cause serious damage to your home or someone else's property. Homeowners insurance policies do cover dog bites, uh, but which breeds worry insurers? The American Pit Bull Terrier, the Chow Chow, the Doberman Pinscher, the German Shepherd, the Great Dane, the Rottweilers, the Siberian Huskies, and the Wolf Hybrid. Well, the Wolf Hybrid sounds like a, a heck of a dog to me. Uh, typically, these are all bigger dogs that can become aggressive when provoked. And, um, you know, if you have a dog that's on this list, I would suggest that you make sure your insurance carrier knows about it because if it's a restricted breed or if it's a breed that would cost more for insurance and something happens, you may or may not have insurance coverage. I am not a homeowner's insurance agent. I am not licensed to sell insurance in the state of Georgia. So you certainly need to verify everything I have said to you. But dog breeds, especially dogs that can become aggressive, can influence your homeowner's insurance rate higher. I have known in some cases where uh, homeowner's insurance companies refuse to write policies based on a certain breed of dog. I do not know which breed it was, and I feel for people who were affected that way, but I, I do believe that has happened in the state of Georgia. If you have just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. If you are concerned that the cost of mortgage insurance, and you might not even know that mortgage insurance is a thing, but if you're concerned that additional cost, monthly cost in addition to your payment might put you out of the buying market because of that increase in monthly payment, um, the reality is it makes sense for you to be stressed out over that, uh, but you shouldn't move, shouldn't refuse to move forward. Uh, this is uh, from a listener, I'm sorry, I do not have the listeners' names. We have heard that based on how much we put as a down payment, we may, we might, we may have to pay some type of mortgage insurance. What is this, and what kind of loan does it affect? The reality is, it affects all loans. And let's just take a look at conventional loans. Those are loans that are insured by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. It's the most common loan out there. If you put less than 20% down, a mortgage insurance payment is designed to protect the lender from losses for that amount less than 20%. So if you put 5% down, then the lender is actually getting insurance from an insurance company to insure that 15%. They would normally want you to put 20% down, you put 5% down, 15% delta, and this is insurance for them. And if you look at a loan amount of $200,000, and I know that's a, a smaller than average loan amount in Metro Atlanta, a 95% loan would have a PMI payment, private mortgage insurance payment of $111.67. A 90% loan would have a payment of $81.67. An 85% loan, that payment would go all the way down to $38.33. Now, we've only got about a minute left in the segment. And those of you who have adjusted gross income of $100,000 or less or $110,000 or less, believe it or not, your mortgage insurance payments are deductible just like interest payments. So the deductibility goes away 10% if you go to 101,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. But those costs are fully deductible from your taxes um, if you have adjusted gross income of less than $110,000. So I would recommend that you know all of the facts, whoever it was that wrote in that question, learn all the facts, talk to a lender, and make sure you understand exactly what it would cost and based on your financial situation, your tax situation, whether or not it would be tax deductible. We have enjoyed having you with us for another week's episode of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. We'll be back next Saturday at 9 a.m. Atlanta, and we look forward to talking to you then. Have a a fantastic week.